You better turn it up. Come on, Freddy. I'm waiting for him to get to that moment, you know? Damn right. Good evening, people. This is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. There has been a death in the family. My beautiful dog is gone. Such a sweet... You know, most people, oh, the dog was so cute after I screamed at it. Or, you know, reliving the times that they were kind to the dog. This dog was so sweet. And it's truly sad. And she was so fluffy so beautiful. Not, you know, her mother was a slut. Let's get that out of the way. Her mother's still alive. And one of her brothers is, so, you know. It's funny, you know, when people are like, oh, is it a boy or a girl? And you look at these little dogs, you can see the penis right there. Come on. You know, it's like an Eddie Fisher painting. You just know. So I thought I'd open the show with Freddie Mercury, you know. Because, hey, the show must fucking go on, you know what I mean? I'm uh, very proud that a few of my listeners love the Thin Man episode. I loved it too. I love that movie so fucking much. I want to do one on Dinner at 8, you know, because I love those movies. They speak to me on such a fucking level, you know? And, um... Last night's episode was very interesting. I'm, I'm, I see that not a lot of people are, are indulging in it because the title's kind of scaring them. I'm pregnant. I was not pregnant. But I've learned that a title is basically your apple pie. You want to get them to eat it, you title that apple pie properly. It's like apple, apple pie, uh, you know, moonshine. I've never had it, but I'd like to try I'm not scared of moonshine. My grandfather was from Kentucky. Come on. And he was not, you know, we were not blood related. But see, I hate when people say that. I cared about him. You know, my father's real father died when my dad was really young. So this was the only grandfather that I knew on that side of the family. And he was a fucking amazing person. You know, and, and he was not perfect. And he, you know, but... I don't know, I felt safe with him there. I can still hear him screaming at me, because we had, I remember in high school we had late start day, if those of you who remember it, you get up and you don't have to be at school until like 9 or 10, and I remember he would call me to check up on me. I'm making sure you're ready, damn it. You better be up when I get there. You better be dressed, because I don't play. Okay. And then sometimes I'd be, you know, doze off, and i hear me, hey! Okay. This guy was in his 70s. Or actually, no, wait. Oh, he had just turned 80. Oh, he was, you know... He didn't play. I'm, I'm not kidding you people, you know? Um, oh, I don't need to... Queen's innuendo, I don't think so. No, thank you. Oh. I'm very happy. I love... When people from my childhood are still alive, still relevant, 
Still getting it out there. Be Real has an interesting YouTube podcast that I really love. But then Be Real also does what he does, but that doesn't make sense. Be Real does what he does best. It was just make great music. And they're back. And they're not Justin Bieber back. No, no, no. They're back. I love this. It's called Band of Gypsies. I love it. You know, I'm trying to skip to the good part. I got the Apple TV flowing. Here we go. Talking about hashish. Ask William Burroughs about hashish. You gotta love this. It's fucking wild. The new album is called Elephants on Acid. Isn't that a title? That's your apple pie right there. Come on. Set the tone. Isn't that... Oh my god. This is not Dr. Green Thumb, people. But they're back. I gotta love that. I love that the relevance is still there. You know? I don't know. I don't know about Eminem's last album. Is that truly his last album? Relevance. It's like Britney Spears still writhing on the stage. Like she's relevant. And then Beyonce upstages her with, you know, some lemonade. And Britney's just backstage crying her eyes out. Like, they don't want... This is like 2007. Do you know how entertaining that time was for me? Oh my God. I remember I'd wake up and... um put on MTV and there it was give me give me give me more not just the VMA performance but the music video where she's wearing a black wig to cover up the shaved head hair extensions are not her friend you want a piece of me not really but hey you know some of you like her and that's great I think it's cute to like a self-destructive a mouseketeer who you know says to hit me one more time you know, my loneliness is killing me. If I had a daughter, and in a way I kind of do in the family, um, I wouldn't let her listen to that crap. Are you kidding me? My loneliness is killing me. You shouldn't be lonely. You should be watching your your fun TV shows, laughing hysterically. You should not be listening to this little... Whack job, my loneliness is killing me, and and then oops, I did it again. You know, to be quite honest, I always thought oops, I did again is like someone who says I just pooped my pants. Oops, I just pooped my pants. She should have just called the album "Oops, I Pooped My Pants" again. You know, because she drives them crazy. You know, with those implants. <sighs> and then I had a friend in college who was a little. And she, I, we would get in the car, 
and she would put on Britney Spears' Cinderella Has Got to Go, because she knew I hated Britney Spears. Or I didn't hate her, I didn't enjoy her. And I'm like, why do you listen to this stupid-ass shit? Oh, come on. And then Britney did the movie, where she thought she can act. Because, you know, she's not a girl, not yet an endorsement. Till she shaved that head, that, you know... And then she and then she developed that British accent. Get out of my face! That was entertaining because like, ooh, all the little pop frat fans are like, yeah, we don't want Britney anymore. We want Taylor Swift. I truly think that Britney Spears audience like got tired of the shenanigans and said, we want someone who is real. We want Taylor Swift, and they got it, you know, and you know. You belong to me, you know? And, I mean, you know, it's all about, uh, what's that one song? Well, Blank Spaces and, you know, Shaking It Off. That is Britney Spears' old audience, you know, because I knew you were trouble when you walked in, when you shaved that head with those shears. I remember, um, and then, of course, unfortunately, we got Chris Crocker or Betty Crocker. I don't know. He's related to Betty Crocker somehow. Um, leave Britney alone. No, we ain't gonna leave her alone. You know, if you want to say, oops, I pooped again, you did. You pooped on stage. 50 Cent was watching. He just looked like, what the fuck? Rihanna, I don't, I don't, Rihanna has no room to laugh. You can't even hit high notes. You know, you can only, I mean, she kind of sounds like one of those goats. Meh, meh. I'm gaining the monster that's meh, meh. Huh. I mean, she's, you know. Hey, Belinda Carlisle used to get made fun of because, you know, oh, baby, do you know what that's worth? But at least she could sing, Rihanna. Oh, my God. Um, have you ever heard Rihanna sing um, Hero by Mariah Carey? It is the most disturbing thing. It is more disturbing than watching um, Steven Seagal try to get into politics. That is disturbing. Or even to be relevant. Wasn't he relevant in the early 90s? Barely. Oh my god. Meh. Meh. You know. When the sunshine is mad, mad shine together, you and mad, mad. I don't know. Maybe she tried to teach Chris Brown to mad, you know. Here's the thing with her, you know. I love when she did the Oprah interview and then she's defending why she got back with him. You know, and it's sad. It's sad. And I'm not going to make fun of that. Because, you know, hey, we've all got demons. But, you know, she has since moved on from extensions to, um, Bitch Better Have My Money. Here's the thing with that. Here's why I didn't like that song. Oh, someone said to me, oh, you're a hater. No, no, no. Because Bitch Better Have My Money, then you better learn how to sing, and then I'll give you money. Because right now, I don't know. It's Right now, it's about TNA. And if you don't know what TNA is, it's tits and ass. That's all it is, okay? And fame for the man's man. Oh, my God. Oh, I saw this really great photo of Betty Davis. Uh, before you send me your dirty letters, I don't know who Betty Davis is. Why don't you talk about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? 
fuck that shit. Why would I watch that crap? Here's what I noticed about The Bachelor. We're watching it, and I said to someone, um, isn't that kind of a little stupid? And they said, what? Oh, it's taking place in Mexico? Do you see any Mexicans around? No. It's like when people say to me, oh, yeah, I love Mexico. I love Tijuana. That is the border. You want to go to Mexico? You want to say that you loved it? Then you go to where uh, my family's from. Because <laughs> the cartel won't let you in. <laughs> or I don't know. We've never been. But going to Tijuana is not my idea of a good time. Take it from me. I already know. I've been told by family. So when people say, oh, yeah, I go to party. Yeah, you go to get something that you shouldn't be getting. And uh, all the penicillin in the world just ain't going to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. What is this? Oh, God. Oh, let's talk about this. They're paying tribute to Harold Lloyd, who is a racist piece of shit. Racist piece of shit. It's like um, when I used to work in retail and they were taught and they were playing. Um, what's his name? Um... Uh, going my way, what's his name? Um, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby was a big anti-Semite. Yeah, you can love his songs, and that's great. But he was a big anti-Semite, okay? Um, but yeah, let me see if I can find this. I really, I, I love silent films. Um, Here we go. Ooh. So he lived in Green Acres. <laughs> not with, not with, uh, Jaja. Or not Jaja, I'm sorry, Eva Gabor. Was built in the 1920s in Beverly Hills. An all-white planned communities. The area had restrictive con- convenience prohibiting non-whites. Just also included Jews from living there unless they were in the employment of a white resident, typically as a domestic servant. In 1940... Harold Lloyd, piece of shit, supported a neighborhood improvement association in Beverly Hills that attempted to enforce the all-white in court after a number of black actors and businessmen had begun buying properties in the area. However, in his decision, federal uh, judge Thurgood or Thurmond Clark dismissed the action, stating that if that it was time that members of the Negro race are a, a our accord without reservations or invasions, the full rights guaranteed to them under the 14th Amendment. In 1948, the United States Supreme Court declared in Shelley versus Kramer that all racially restrictive con- convents in the United States were un- unenforceable. So, goodbye piece of shit, Harold Lloyd, you motherfucker. And TCM, I'm pissed at you for playing that racist piece of shit. Oh, but it's history. Fuck off. Give me some Betty Davis. I say that strongly. Give me some Betty Davis. Back to Betty. I saw this really great photo of her. And she's open. There's a door open. And I thought, that's very symbolic. Because she opened a lot of doors. She slammed a lot of them, too. I mean, <laughs> Betty Davis eyes. And and I loved her. My grandmother loved her, but I loved her, you know. I think people think, oh, you got into the classics because grandma, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, no. 
I got into classics because of the AFI, the American Film Institute. It was then that my grandmother and I could discuss this period in her life, you know, and my mother would watch them with her. I don't think my mother would pay attention half the time because she's probably thinking, you know, when are the Carpenters going to come out with another hit, you know? I don't think so. I'm not a fan of Carpenters. But hey, she is, and, you know, you got to respect that. But, um... I was talking to someone, we were talking about the past and how society is really, everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid. And I thought, well, the Doors said it best in 1967 about the love generation, and they were drinking something before it was called Kool-Aid. And um, Jim Morrison said, you know, lost in a Roman wilderness of pain, and all the children are insane, the hippies, waiting for the summer rain. So, yeah. And uh, Ray Manzarek said, you know, uh, he was a keyboardist for The Doors. Perfect way to describe the love generation. You know. So this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. I don't want to have to keep mentioning that, you know. I prayed to Carrie Fisher for humor, and let's see what happens. I love Carrie Fisher's brand of humor because it's honest. It's raw, and it's with polygrip. You know, my grandfather, did he use polygrip? I don't know. Who knows? I don't really ask. Um, but yeah. You know, he's, uh, I think of him fondly. I mean, that was a lesson right there to brush your fucking teeth because grandpa's got his teeth in the sink. <laughs> oh, God. You know, but he was a trip. I mean, I I could do a whole thing material on him. In a respectable way, because I'm not going to disrespect him. Because he may be gone, but he's still around. And that white owl is like, I will land on your, your, the hood of your car, and I will, I will get you. And it's like, okay, okay. Hail Mary's, you know, full of grace. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Is it Friday yet, you know? It hasn't been too bad. I, I've enjoyed what I've been doing, and... With the prayer that I don't go back to where I was originally at. Because, you know, but I have no power. It's like the Wicked Witch of the West. I have no power here, you know. I better run before someone drops a house on me. <laughs> you know, so I have to bide my time. Oh, God, I just I just quoted the Wicked Witch of the West, you know. I loved, I loved that movie. I love Dorothy. I love all of them. They're all, you know, simpatico. But that witch had the best shit. I mean, she was like, you know, uh, fly my pretties, fly, and you know, the Emerald City is fast as lightning, yeah. It's like, yeah, because you can shoot lightning out of your hands. (sighs) You know, or, um, when, uh, Dorothy's trying, Auntie M comes on the crystal ball, Auntie M, Auntie M, come back. I'll give you that to him, my pretty. <laughs> and the water. You know, but that witch needed a bath. If only she had gotten like a relaxing, deep massage, you know, um, rub down. Who knows? She could have just, you know, turned into goo in someone's hands, you know. So then tr- they're truly, they've got putty in their hands, you know. And... And what I never got is, they never explained what happened to Miss Gulch, you know, what did she get, you know, did someone drop water on her? 
you know. That's the only thing that always got me. That and the bathrooms. As a kid, I was like, where's... How do they go to the bathroom? Don't they gotta take a poop? You know, Dorothy, hold on, Tin Man. I really gotta go. You know, I've been holding it since I got here. You know, there's no toilet paper in Oz. No, but they use seashells. <laughs> and if you don't know, that's from Demolition Man. And the three fucking seashells. The three fucking seashells. Oh my god. You know. It was a weird... And, and you know, Sandra Bullock, this is, I think, after Speed. Before Speed. I think she had her original nose. I don't know. And then, uh, who else is in it? Well, of course, Sly Stallone, you know. Rocky! I dwell. I'm in a movie. Yeah. I I wonder if Arnold ever saw Demolition Man. Eh, Sly, I saw Demolition Man. You need to show more ass. Oh, you know, Arnold, I don't know. I don't think they want to see that. Trust me, they do. Terminator, I show more than the cheek. I show the nutsack. It just hang to the ground. You know. At this point, Arnold's nutsack is, I mean, like, he could throw it over his shoulder like suspenders, and it just stays there. I love Arnold, though, you know. And Sly, and they need to get a room, you know. I love when people say, that's not right. Or when I insinuate that Captain America and Bucky are a couple, they're a couple people. Yeah, I love when people, oh, they're not, they're straight. Did you see how Bucky kind of turned his head to look at Steve Rogers? Come on. That's, you know, that's a look of don't hate me because I'm sexy. Jump in. You know? Um, Every time that Steve would look at Bucky, it's like, damn. Get a room, fellas. So you can't deny that. Oh, but they're straight. No. They are, they're superheroes with a mission to confuse you. <laughs> oh, Black Widow, Black Widow, Black Widow. Shoot, even Thor. Look at Thor. Come on. Thor. Oh, my God. Guess what if he got with Bucky? Then Steve would really, you know, and then he's got to make his play for, you know, Tony um, Stark. I mean. You know, hey, Tony, you want to go to Applebee's? For what? Mm, let me show you. <sighs> yeah, because, you know, people, oh, well, they're comic books. They're heroes. They're straight. No, they're not. Okay? I mean, yeah, maybe if they're Gwyneth Paltrow, straight as an arrow, skinny as a board. Rack of lamb, meh, meh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not watching Harold Lloyd. Is he still on? I mean, he's been dead since the 70s, that racist piece of shit. You know. What, when I worked in retail, I, I don't think I elaborated on I I talked about, you know, um, how they would play Bing Crosby. Oh, yeah, I was working with this one gentleman. And he starts singing Bing Crosby. And I said, you know, Bing Crosby was an anti-Semite. 
What? Yeah. And here we're singing Christmas songs. Come on. He was like, he was. I said, yeah. If you notice, Sammy Davis Jr. didn't want nothing to do with him. Shit. Sammy Davis Jr. was a Jew. You think he wants anything to do with Bing Crosby? I remember one time I was in Los Angeles with my cousin. And we're walking along the Hollywood, you know, the Walk of Fame. And all the good stars were taken. You couldn't, you know, people, their greasy feet were everywhere. Well, shoes. And the only one I saw, I think, was Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman. You know, 1963. It was like a joint, you know, one, you know, the handprints. And then we're walking along the crosswalk, and there's Bing Crosby's star. And I told a friend of mine, and she said that's where he belongs, that that uh, anti-Semite piece of shit. And I thought, yeah, that's where he fucking belongs. Going my way? Well, no, because your way is racist. But you know, Frank Sinatra loved him, and I don't know if Frank was sober when he liked him, liked him, so... But you gotta look at Frank Sinatra. He left his wife for Eva Gardner. And then his wife outlived him. That is karma at its fucking best. So. Um. Not a lot's going on. I mean when it's good it's good. You know. I mean the dog died. I'm very depressed about it. And the salad that I had at Starbucks was shit. Cauliflower fucking chicken. I should have never bought that. Should have bought like um like a yogurt or something. Lemon chiffon, hello. But when I came home on my way home I had I had um I almost said Popeyes. No, I didn't have Popeyes. I had Panda Express just so I could give my nephew the fortune cookie. So yeah. It's is it Tuesday and why does it feel like Wednesday? Fuck, hurry up. Um, it's the Dr. Zeus podcast. It's, it's Tuesday. I got paid. I'm happy. So I want you all to pray. Let's pray for the cute little doggy that left us. And how pissed I am that she's gone. And, you know, it is what it is, people. Let's pray for impeachment. Let's pray. Let's pray that democracy still rules, okay? And he, and you know, drink that Kool-Aid if you want to. Because I ain't drinking it, okay? This, uh, this ain't 1978, people, alright? So good night. This is the Dr. Seuss Podcast, and eat me. Good evening. Welcome to part two of You Burn That Nike... And you're going to pay, motherfuckers. Society is going to judge you from years on years. And that's because many of you don't like to learn history and are doomed to repeat it. So, you know, in the 1930s, they burned books in Germany. And now you all are burning Nike. All because Colin Kaepernick has made you pissed off. And, well, you all want to just piss yourselves in your pants. All because this man has decided to kneel for a worthy cause. He's not kneeling because he wants $10 million. No. He's kneeling for police brutality. It's very interesting, isn't it? That many of you motherfuckers 
can't accept that, can you? Oh, it's it's a conspiracy theory. It's a, it's a Trump. It's a Trump. More like a turd, motherfuckers. But you know, hey, don't ask me. Ask Hannibal Lecter. Hello. Welcome to America, motherfuckers. I am Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Go ahead and burn those Nikes. I'll eat you for it. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his Nike jeans with some fava beans and a nice glass of shut the fuck up. You fly back to Trump headquarters now, little bitch. Fly, fly, fly. Fly, fly, fly. Oh, Jack Crawford sent me a trainee. How very delicious. Those of you who voted for Donald Trump are drinking the Kool-Aid, which makes you less tasty to me. Now I have to eat you after washing you like a candy-assed ham. Oh, is that a Virginia ham? They all taste the same now, don't they? (laughs) You know, I have an idea for those of you who want to continue drinking the Kool-Aid because you are put off by people of color. You're put off by people in charge. And you just want Trump to suck your nipples. Here at the Dr. Zeus podcast, I, Dr. Lecter, have been sent here to tell you to shut the fuck up. Before I eat you, before society eats you, for you are a mundane piece of shit. A piece of shit worried about Colin Kaepernick, a sports icon with yummy pecs. I'd love to have him on my couch. (laughs) You fly back to headquarters now, little Colin Kaepernick. Fly, fly, fly. Fly, fly, fly. You're not so little, though. You're six feet of pure muscle. Pure West Virginian muscle. (laughs) And now we're removing Dr. Lecter, because Dr. Lecter gets a little too horny sometimes. Good evening, people. My thoughts on Colin Kaepernick still stand. He is a sports icon who has decided to put his career above everything else. I mean, his his beliefs above everything else and jeopardize his career. I'm tired, motherfuckers. I don't know what else to tell you. That's all I got. This is like an episode of Empty Nest. Barbara is going to come in. She's going to cry. The other one... I was going to say something not very funny. And Robert Mulligan, Harry, is just going to go park overhaul. She's going to say, you know, Dr. Weston, I need a rise, honey child. Yeah, that's who it is. You see, those of you who are threatened by Kaepernick really should suck a big fat one. You really should. I'm not threatened by him. I think what he's doing is great. And I love that it pisses you all off even more as I say that he's doing great things. Go ahead. Get mad. Get mad. Come on. Get mad. Get mad like you're at a Real Housewives of Atlanta throwdown. Where Andy Cohen is basically, well, capitalizing on your anger. Yeah, he is. He's exposing it. He's using it for his own personal game. 
But do you motherfuckers care? No. You just continue to fight as he exploits you. And that's why I don't like Andy Cohen. He's an exploiting son of a bitch. Um, so, to those of you who never liked Colin Kaepernick, just remember, he's got more money than your balls, motherfuckers. So you can smoke your palm oils and shut the fuck up. This has been a late night edition of the Dr. Zeus podcast. Let's talk about this administration. Kavanaugh, shut the fuck up. You've eaten, and you've eaten more than once. You look like any monster's grandfather on crack. Oh. And Melania, trying to warn people about bullying. Oh, honey, you're married to the king of bullies, and he cheated on your ass when you were pregnant. But the Obamas and the Bushes took pity on you at Mama Bush's funeral. Papa Bush is still alive. As he awaits the resignation or removal of office of Trump. And he will be removed like a big fat orange wart. And disinfected. Yes. You see people I don't hide my disdain for. You know who. Let's not give him a name. Because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. A big fat piece of shit. And Stormy Daniels. I saw you naked. I happened to go on Pornhub and there she was I didn't watch but I thought oh how interesting how interesting the boobs are a little too big it looks like she's offering you know a little bit of this and a little bit of that it's like watching Marie Osmond play dress up with a suit so people this is the Dr. Seuss podcast fuck your administration fuck Kavanaugh Fuck you, racist piece of shit. And now, another word from Clary Starling. You know, I'm here because Dr. Lecter told me to be here. He told me that this country is fucked up. He wouldn't come after me because he would consider that rude. He's having many old friends for dinner, but he never had me for dinner. But now he's going to have the big fat orange one for dinner. If he can use something to cover up that stench. Thank you, Gladys. How much do I pay you? You know. The removal of office of that son of a bitch will soon take effect. He is a sick little bastard. Tweeting all night. Tweeting all day. Tweeting all night. Tweeting all day. People have asked me, what do you think of Trump? And I'll say what I've always said. Cleaning shit off your shoe is tough. You have to use soap and water. And so to you, the administration, I say, gather up and rub bacon and oil on yourselves because Dr. Lector is hungry. Hungry to eat idiotic motherfuckers. Yes, I've done it before with Senator Martin when I asked that pivotal question about her daughter, Catherine. Did you breastfeed her? 
I did, but what does that have got, got to do with it? Toughen your nipples a bit, didn't it? Tell me, Mom, when your girl's on the slab, well, I want to tickle you, the mouse. Take this thing. I'm overacting. Back to Baltimore. Pale blue eyes. He might have lived in Baltimore or lied. If there's anything else, I'll let you know. And Senator, just one more thing. Love your thong. Hey, at the Dr. Seuss podcast, if you want it, I can get it. It's like that movie, what is it? Oh, if you build it, they will come. But if you build it too much, they'll orgasm. It's a wet, sticky mess. But someone's got to do it, you know? So this has been the Dr. Seuss podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. This was part two of tonight's enjoyment. Our festivities. Snowflakes that are burning your Nike products. And I used to work in retail, so I know about Nike products and how you can't use that 25% discount on Nike products, but only IZOTs. You were fucked. And it's funny because you're all fucked. Good night. Unpleasant dreams. And fuck the administration because it fucked you. Unpleasant dreams. Good evening. Welcome to part two of You Burn That Nike and You're Gonna Pay, Motherfuckers. Society is going to judge you from years on years. And that's because many of you don't like to learn history and are doomed to repeat it. So, you know, in the 1930s, they burned books in Germany. And now you all are burning Nike. All because Colin Kaepernick has made you pissed off. And, well, you all want to just piss yourselves in your pants. All because this man has decided to kneel for a worthy cause. He's not kneeling because he wants $10 million. No. He's kneeling for police brutality. It's very interesting, isn't it? That many of you motherfuckers can't accept that, can you? Oh, it's it's a conspiracy theory. It's a, it's a Trump. It's a Trump. More like a turd, motherfuckers. But you know. Hey. Don't ask me. Ask Hannibal Lecter. Hello. Welcome to America, motherfuckers. I am Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Go ahead and burn those Nikes. I'll eat you for it. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his Nike jeans with some father beans and a nice glass of shut the fuck up. You fly back to Trump headquarters now, little bitch. Fly, fly, fly. Fly, fly, fly. Oh, Jack Crawford sent me a trainee. How very delicious. Those of you who voted for Donald Trump are drinking the Kool-Aid, which makes you less tasty to me. Now I have to eat you after washing you like a candy-assed ham. Oh, is that a Virginia ham? They all taste the same now, don't they? (laughs) You know, I have an idea for those of you who want to continue drinking the Kool-Aid because you are put off by people of colour. You are put off by people in charge. And you just want Trump to suck your nipples. Here at the Dr. Seuss podcast, I, Dr. Lecter, have been sent here to tell you to shut the fuck up. 
Before I eat you, before society eats you, for you are a mundane piece of shit. A piece of shit. Worried about Colin Kaepernick, a sports icon with yummy pecs. I'd love to have him on my couch. <sighs> you fly back to headquarters now, little Colin Kaepernick. Fly, fly, fly. Fly, fly, fly. You're not so little, though. You're six feet of pure muscle. Pure West Virginian muscle. <laughs> and now we're removing Dr. Lecter because Dr. Lecter gets a little too horny sometimes. Good evening, people. My thoughts on Colin Kaepernick still stand. He is a sports icon who has decided to put his career above everything else. I mean, his his beliefs above everything else and jeopardize his career. I'm tired, motherfuckers. I don't know what else to tell you. That's all I got. This is like an episode of Empty Nest. Barbara is going to come in. She's going to cry. The other one... I was going to say something not very funny. And Robert Mulligan, Harry, is just going to go park overhaul. She's going to say, you know, Dr. Weston, I need a rise, honey child. Yeah, that's who it is. You see, those of you who are threatened by Kaepernick really should suck a big fat one. You really should. I'm not threatened by him. I think what he's doing is great. And I love that it pisses you all off even more as I say that he's doing great things. Go ahead. Get mad. Get mad. Come on. Get mad. Get mad like you're at a Real Housewives of Atlanta throwdown where Andy Cohen is basically, well, capitalizing on your anger. Yeah, he is. He's exposing it. He's using it for his own personal game. But do you motherfuckers care? No. You just continue to fight as he exploits you. And that's why I don't like Andy Cohen. He's an exploiting son of a bitch. Um, so, to those of you who never liked Colin Kaepernick... Just remember, he's got more money than your balls, motherfuckers. So you can smoke your palm oils and shut the fuck up. This has been a late night edition of the Dr. Zeus podcast. Let's talk about this administration. Kavanaugh, shut the fuck up. You've eaten and you've eaten more than once. You look like any monster's grandfather on crack. Oh, and Melania. Trying to warn people about bullying. Oh, honey, you're married to the king of bullies. And he cheated on your ass when you were pregnant. But the Obamas and the Bushes took pity on you at Mama Bush's funeral. Papa Bush is still alive. As he awaits the resignation or removal of office of Trump. And he will be removed like a big fat orange wart. And disinfected. Yes. You see, people, I don't hide my disdain for you-know-who. Let's not give him a name, because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, a big, 
fat piece of shit. And Stormy Daniels, I saw you naked. I happened to go on Pornhub, and there she was. I didn't watch, but I thought, oh, how interesting. How interesting. The boobs are a little too big. It looks like she's offering, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's like watching Marie Osmond play dress-up with a suit. So, people, this is the Dr. Seuss podcast. Fuck your administration. Fuck Kavanaugh. Fuck you racist piece of shit. And now another word from Clary Starling. You know, I'm here because Dr. Lecter told me to be here. He told me that this country is fucked up. He wouldn't come after me because he would consider that rude. He's having many old friends for dinner, but he never had me for dinner. But now he's going to have the big fat orange one for dinner. If he can use something to cover up that stench. Thank you, Clarice. How much do I pay you? You know, the removal of office of that son of a bitch will soon take effect. He is a sick little bastard. Tweeting all night, tweeting all day, tweeting all night, tweeting all day. People have asked me, what do you think of Trump? And I'll say what I've always said. Cleaning shit off your shoe is tough. You have to use soap and water. And so to you, the administration, I say, gather up and rub bacon and oil on yourselves because Dr. Lactar is hungry. Hungry to eat idiotic motherfuckers. Yes. I've done it before with Senator Martin when I asked that pivotal question about her daughter, Catherine. Did you breastfeed her? I did, but what does that have got to do in anything? Toughen your nipples a bit, didn't it? Tell me, Mom, when your girl's on the slab, well, I want it tickle you the mouth. Take this thing. I'm overacting. Back to Baltimore. Pale blue eyes. He might have lived in Baltimore or lied. If there's anything else, I'll let you know. And, Senator, just one more thing. Love your thong. Hey. At the Dr. Seuss podcast. If you want it, I can get it. It's like that movie, what is it? Oh, if you build it, they will come. But if you build it too much, they'll orgasm. It's a wet, sticky mess. But someone's got to do it, you know? So this has been the Dr. Seuss podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. This was part two of tonight's enjoyment. Our festivities. Snowflakes that are burning your Nike products. And I used to work in retail, so I know about Nike products and how you can't use that 25% discount on Nike products, but only IZOTs. You were fucked. And it's funny because you're all fucked. Good night, unpleasant dreams. And fuck the administration because it fucked you. Unpleasant dreams.